is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Yes. Yes. We're back on the air. This is not the dear leader. Not speaking from any hidden bunker. Although I wish my bunker was a little more hidden sometimes. Maybe at the end of the show today, maybe I'll tell you, Stephen, remind me, maybe I'll tell you a weird story about why I need to do what Mark does and go hide in a bunker somewhere and do the show. I got a ring at my doorbell a couple weeks ago that was a little bit frightening. Yes, people find me. It was crazy. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. Don't worry, you can see Mark Sunday nights, 10 p.m., Life, Liberty, and Levin. Gosh, I love that show. That interview with Devin Nunez. If you didn't TiVo that thing, man, did you miss out. That was an eye-opener. Nobody does an interview like Mark, so don't miss that Sunday nights. But I'll be in for Mark. I got a, a lot of stuff to get to. Let's just dig right in. I hate when they give you the whole menu of stuff, and it winds up taking two hours. Let's just get to it. The Mueller thing. I see a report today in the Washington Examiner, the Mueller investigation, that this, this clown show here, this smokescreen. I don't know what this thing is. They're now looking into Jeff Sessions and the apparently the Republican National Convention and some elbow he might have rubbed with a Russian somewhere. Or maybe he had a a white Russian or some Russian salad dressing or whatever. Folks, I'm not even going to get into that story. It just spurred me to talk about this tonight when I had about 10 other things I wanted to get to. The whole thing is a scam. The Mueller thing is a scam. And he was the perfect guy to pick to run this scam investigation. We already know, if you listen to me when I filled in for Mark, the last two times I've walked through systematically. You can listen on Mark's uh, MarkLevinShow.com and the podcast. I walked through systematically how this entire collusion thing is a fairy tale. The real story here was the Trump team being spied on. The suppression of the Hillary email gate investigation and the targeting of Mike Flynn. That's the real story, okay? The problem is the real story, folks, is not they need to make that story go away. The swamp rats and the connected few in Washington, D.C., they need to make that go away. So they had to pick a guy. And start a special counsel investigation that would keep the Trump team tied down in refuting nonsense allegations almost in perpetuity. Why was Bob Mueller that guy? Well, there is nothing I like more than coming on to Mark's show and presenting with you with information that you may not have heard before. Now, let me scramble your eggs a little bit today. By the way, let me just give you a hint in this case, too. Always remember the names. I say this all the time because the names in this case matter. You're going to see the same names creeping up over and over and over again in this case. Mueller is the perfect guy to run a special counsel to cover up what happened with this FISA scam, the spying on the Trump team through this FISA court. Something happened, folks, and there is a process in order to spy on Americans using this FISA court. In order to do that. You have to gather evidence. You can't just spy on innocent Americans. That's not the way it works. No less do a court designed to intercept 
terrorists and foreign agents in the United States. That's obviously a secret court and you have no ability to defend yourself in. This was not designed to attack opposing political campaigns. What I'm trying to get across to you is the use of the FISA court to spy on the Trump team was an unbelievably serious and incredibly important step backwards for the United States of America. That's why every time I fill in for Mark, I cover this topic, because as a former federal agent myself, I'm just devastated at what's happened to our government. The abuse of power was just astonishing. This FISA court is a serious thing. It's so serious that the FBI and the Department of Justice has a procedure to vet and verify and authenticate information, ladies and gentlemen, before it is brought into that court where the subject cannot defend himself and actually has no idea any of it's even going on. It's a secret court. It's like the star chamber. There is a procedure the Department of Justice and the FBI had in place to vet that information. This is the tie-in here to why Mueller's the perfect guy to run this special counsel and to run a smokescreen for how the procedure folks entirely collapsed in Spygate on Donald Trump and his team. The information was not vetted, folks. The information was garbage. It was crap. It was paid for by a British spy who admitted himself, his own partner, the Steele's partners admitted that this information was maybe 50%, 50-50, could have been true, could have been false. The other information in this dossier came from Hillary Clinton's consigliere's. They hijacked the justice system to spy on the Trump team. There were procedures set up to vet this information. This is important before it made it up into the courts. Remember the names. One of the guys, well, let's walk through the procedure quickly. The information goes through the FBI chain of command. So if I want to spy on you and I believe you are a terrorist or a foreign agent, if I want to spy on you, whatever, Joey Bag of Donuts out there, wherever it is, I have to produce information. That information is then vetted through multiple chains. FBI field office supervisors, FBI headquarters, FBI attorneys. There are multiple layers to ensure that the information I give on you, Joey Bag of Donuts, is legit and it's not garbage. That way we don't just go spying on people with crap information. But not only is there a multi-tiered level of information processing within the FBI to ensure the veracity and authenticity of the information used to spy on the Trump team, it also goes over into the DOJ, the Department of Justice, for you liberals out there have a tough time with this stuff. It goes over to the DOJ and multiple people and departments within the Department of Justice will look at that information as well. But one of the critical departments that's in the final sign-off stage of this information before it's presented to a court to spy on Americans is the Department of Justice National Security Division. Why is any of that important to you? Because the Department of Justice National Security Division, at the time a lot of this was going on, was run by a guy named John Carlin. Who was John Carlin? John Carlin was Bob Mueller's chief of staff. 
Folks, Mueller at best is conflicted here. He clearly knows these people. One of the guys responsible for vetting the information used to disingenuously spy on what now appear to be innocent Americans who are members on the Trump team. One of the key figures in this operation was Bob Mueller's former chief of staff. Let me be clear, folks, because I don't do what the liberals do. I don't have evidence, nor would I say that there's absolute rank corruption here yet. I don't. I'm not going to say that. What I am going to say to you is at a minimum, at a minimum, this is a destructive and devastating conflict of interest. And if anybody had an incentive to make that go away, that broken information vetting process that ended, ended in the DOJ with one of Mueller's friends, buddies, former co-workers, if anybody had a conflict, it was, it was Mueller. But nobody seems to care about that. Because the Mueller investigation is doing exactly what the Mueller investigation was intended to do. That is a smoke grenade. So you can't see what went on behind the scenes with the spying operation. Now, I had to take a break in a minute, but he, I, I want to get this out before the break because it's important. The procedure for vetting this information was drawn up in the early 2000s. Follow me. Don't lose me. This is key stuff. After 9-11, the procedure to use the FISA court and get information into the FISA court, the procedure, there had to be some formalization of it. There was a person who had some input into how this process was going to work. Let me read to you uh, a piece by Cheryl Atkinson. It's a really good piece she put out a little while ago, a little quote from this. The FBI director at the time, talking about the procedure for FISA information, the FBI director at the time also ordered that any issue as to whether a FISA application was factually uh, sufficient was to be brought to his attention personally. Emphasis mine. Who was the director of the FBI when all this careful work was done? Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller was the FBI director as they were drawing up these procedures to spy on people using the FISA court that his former chief of staff had an intricate role in when using the FISA court to spy on the Trump team. And now he's investigating Team Trump. Folks, this is a scam. It is a total sham what's going on right now. There is not a scintilla of evidence that this collusion nonsense actually happened. This entire Mueller thing is a smokescreen. It's a farce. It's a joke. There are conflicts on top of conflicts on top of conflicts, and the Democrats continue to ignore them. All right, I got to take a break. On the other, don't go anywhere. On the other side of this break, I want to get to Sessions. And this, I promise you, is not going to be what you think. As I say in my show, take it easy on Sessions for a minute. I know a lot of you are, 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 are calling for him to be fired. You're upset at him. I, I have no skin in this game. I don't know Jeff Sessions. I don't know the Attorney General. We're not buddies. None of his people ask me to defend them. I'm just telling you, given my experience, there are things going on here, and I'm not sure... Everybody's read into the program. 
Don't miss this on the other side of the break. I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. Mark Levin. Show Dan Bongino at the Bongino on Twitter, filling in for the great one. So before the break, I covered the Mueller smokescreen. It is. It's a smokescreen. The conflicts with Mueller are knee-deep, folks. How do you engage in a special counsel investigation where people you know, one of one of them being his former chief of staff, were intimately involved in the entire spy scandal? How do you do that? Oh, by the way, and you were involved with the development of the procedures used to spy on Trump. Folks, the conflicts are so ugly in this thing. By the way, information that was verified to jump into a FISA court that was never verified. It was signed off on, but it was all junk, all garbage in that dossier. But I want to move on to Sessions because this has been a hot topic in the conservative ecosystem. I've seen it on blogs, Twitter, social media. People are pissed. They're not happy at all. Like, hey, Sessions, he's got to go. Folks, I I don't think so. There is something going on here. Now, as I do on Mark's show always, I'm not going to say that without putting out some evidence. I want to talk you off the ledge for a minute with Sessions. And the genesis of this, by the way, is there was an interview released last night where Sessions said right now, just now, they're not going to appoint a special counsel. Keep in mind, he didn't say anything about appointing a special counsel tomorrow or the next day or next week. He just said now, so don't confuse the two. And people were, I, I get it, understandably upset. They want another special counsel to look into Hillary Gate, FISA Gate, and Mike Flynn Gate. The, the disingenuous prosecution of Mike Flynn, I get it. But ladies and gentlemen, how do you know that investigation isn't already happening? Let me throw some brain nuggets at you. There are a lot of people involved in this debacle. And when I say debacle, I mean Hillary Gate and Spygate with Obama, where they spied on Trump and Hillary Gate with the email investigation that magically went away after Jim Comey declared it as such. There were a lot of people at the FBI involved in this. And it, a management floor with multiple people, not just Andy McCabe and Jim Comey, who were involved in making the Hillary investigation go away and making the Trump investigation into, you know, phantom collusion heat up. Let me ask you this. Why is no one talking? Really, think about it. Why aren't there hearings up on the Hill? Why isn't Pre-Step and Mafa and all of those people at the FBI, the names are out there. You can Google them yourselves. All the people we know were involved in this. Why aren't they up on the Hill? Why aren't they being called in front of committees? Ladies and gentlemen, may I suggest to you, humbly, because their information is being used in a criminal investigation, possibly, that's already going on? You may say, oh, come on, Dan. Sessions said no special counsel. He did not say no investigation. That's not what he said. No, no. He said no special counsel right now, but why would he say that? Why would he say that? 
Maybe he would say that because the special counsel would kind of restart the clock on an investigation that's already going on. Ladies and gentlemen, why aren't these people fired at the FBI? Andy McCabe was fired. The FBI Office of Professional Responsibility and the Inspector General, basically the government's internal affairs, uh, led by Michael Horowitz, that investigation that found wrongdoing by McCabe, determined that there was enough evidence to terminate him from his position at the FBI. Why is he the only one? Why Strokes still have a job? The texter. Remember the texter with Lisa Page? Why does he still have a job? Why do other people at the FBI intimately involved in this? Why do they still have jobs, too? Folks, when you work for the federal government as a federal agent, like I did, there is a process. If you are subjected to the administrative process because you did something wrong, you, you, don't, you don't have to talk. You can, you can invoke the Fifth Amendment at any time. You're still a citizen of the United States. But I got news for you. Your butt's going to be thrown out. You're going to be fired. May I suggest to you, and I'm going to elaborate on this after the break, may I suggest to you that people are still in the FBI who are involved here because they may be cooperating in an ongoing criminal case? Ah. All right. I'm Dan Bongino at the Bongino on Twitter. Give us a call, 877-381-3811. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest-growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino back in for Mark Levin out of the bullpen, a handy-dandy knuckleballer. I'm an NRA TV contributor over there. But, folks, listen, make sure, make sure you check out Mark's show Sunday night on the Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Life, Liberty, and Levin. TiVo it. TiVo it if you can't see it live. I watch it live, but the last few episodes have been just incredible. All of them have been great. Walter Williams, Devin Nunez, Benjamin Netanyahu. I don't have any notes here, but I remember this because I watched the darn show. It's that good. He's got Ed Meese coming up this week, who is a genuine American hero. Uh, do not miss the show. There's nothing like it on television. Life, Liberty, and Levin, the Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, this Sunday. Do not miss it. Life, Liberty, and Levin. Check it out. TiVo it. That way you can't miss it. All right, so before the break, I was telling you, as I say, using my old Queens accent with my Queens buddies who used to talk to me when I grew up there, they used to say, take it easy, take it easy on sessions. There are things going on. Wheels are turning. If it doesn't work out and he disappoints you, give him some time in a couple months. And what I'm telling you turns out to be complete garbage, which I doubt, then fine. Write your congressman or senator and say, hey, we need a new attorney general. But I'm telling you, I think people are being presumptuous here that because Sessions would not commit to a second special counsel now, that for some bizarre reason, they seem to have equated that with, oh, well, there's nothing going on and everybody's going get to get away. Really? Look at what's already happened. McCabe is out of a job. The number two at the FBI, Andrew McCabe, who was intimately involved in Hillary Gate, FISA Gate, and Flynn Gate, with Mike Flynn, is out of a job. He was fired. 
And I am not sure they're done with McCabe. I'll get to that in a minute. Folks, do you have any idea how hard it is to fire someone in the federal government? No less the deputy director, the number two, Utah, give me two, at the FBI? Do you have any idea how tough that is to do? People don't just get fired in the federal government. I worked there. There are people I know in the federal government when I was on the agent side who had no business working in the federal government who they just could not get rid of. They're like a case of ringworm if you're a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy out there. You know that ringworm? You just can't get rid of it. It keeps coming back on the mats. That is like the federal government. You can't get rid of people. McCabe was fired. They're not done. Judge Contreras, who was the FISA court judge, who took the plea from Mike Flynn, had to recuse himself from the case. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think McCabe was fired? Because there's nothing going on behind the scenes? Folks, I swear to you, I am... Uh, it's always an honor to fill in for Mark. It's one of the biggest radio shows in human history. I love being here. He's been gracious enough to let me host for years now. I would never disrespect him and come on his show if I did not believe what I was. What I'm telling you now about Sessions was true. I don't know the guy. I don't know Jeff Sessions. I've heard about him. I've heard nothing but good things from people who know him. I have never met the dude. Show some respect. The attorney general. He's and I shouldn't say that. That's not nice. I've never met him. I don't know him. I have no skin in this game at all. Matter of fact, I have reverse skin in the game. By coming on here and potentially upsetting people who are calling for him to be fired, who firmly believe nothing's going on, I'm probably causing myself unnecessary heartburn because I'm going to have to answer your emails all night, which is fine. You can email me. You know where to find me. Check out my website. You can email me there. I'm causing myself heartburn. I could just come on here and say, hey, fire sessions. I can, everything go great. But I'd be lying to you. Why do you think McCabe is the only one who's been fired so far? People have left. Why do you think that? Why, do you think it's a, just possible, folks? Just entertain this for a second. Do you think it's possible that upper-level people in the FBI who know exactly what happened with the Hillary email investigation sham, the Trump spying scandal... And the Mike Flynn investigation, do you think there are people there who are possibly cooperating? How do you think all this information's coming out? How do you think in some of the filings by the House members who've released public information, they have statements from people in the FBI that they likely haven't even interviewed? Where do you think they got those statements where do you think they got them? You think they made them up? Somebody had to interview people at the FBI who gave those statements. That's what's going on with the internal affairs investigation through the IG. These people are all being interviewed now. Folks, there's a major, major problem with leaks in Washington, D.C. Uh, excuse me. It leaks like a sieve. The IG investigation being conducted into this by Horowitz has zero interest in any of this making its way back to the Hill if they don't have to. Because they know it's going to be in the New York slimes and the compost tomorrow morning. I'm saying all this, again, not to defend Sessions out of any sense of loyalty to him. I heard he's a nice guy. That's great. But out of loyalty to our cause, I think we're wasting a lot of time going after our own people here. 
when the evidence screams to me, it, intimately familiar with this investigative process, I used it myself, the whole process for getting warrants and arresting people, it screams to me that there is a mm, ton of stuff going on behind the scenes. Here's the evidence. Again, McCabe was fired. The FISA court judge was forced to recuse himself. That was not a mystery, folks. That didn't happen by chance. There have been no public hearings as of yet with key players at the FBI, yet we have statements from some of these key players. Where did those statements come from? They weren't made on CNN. Someone interviewed them. Why do they still have jobs? Maybe they still have jobs because they're cooperating in the apprehension of additional bad actors within the FBI guilty of mal and misfeasance. Here's another one for you. Folks, although Jeff Sessions did not appoint yesterday a special counsel, again, he did not run from the idea in the future. He has clearly indicated in an interview with Shannon Bream, on Fox News a while ago, that there is an outside prosecutor looking at this. Oh, nice. There is. Now, we already know that the inspector general, Michael Horowitz, has been looking at this for a long time. We've already seen some of the reporting he's been doing uh, enter into the media cycle. That's where the Peter Stroke, Lisa Page text came from, right? But you have to understand how law enforcement works. I'd, I'd say this in the most non-pretentious jerk way possible. I'm, I know you all have busy lives, and I mean this. You have no reason to understand the intricacies of how the federal law enforcement system works, and I'm certainly not going to bore you with all the details. But I am going to hit you with an overview here quick so you understand why this is relevant to what's going on right now and why not to crap on sessions right now. An outside prosecutor has been assigned to work this case in conjunction with the investigator. At the federal level, investigators and prosecutors are not the same thing. They have completely different powers and authority. Federal prosecutors, special counsels or otherwise, are simply lawyers for the United States government. That is all they are. They have the authority vested in them to draw up charges and to charge people with federal crimes. State prosecutors, state crimes, city prosecutors, city crimes. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I promise you I'm not talking down to anyone. But this is, there are some people I, did, I don't think they understand the significance of Jeff Sessions' statement to Shannon Bream that there's already a prosecutor working on this. When I worked as a federal agent, folks, I was an investigator. That's what Horowitz is. I had zero authority, none, to charge people. I could investigate charges. That's what I did. When we were Secret Service agents, we investigated counterfeiting, computer crimes, check fraud, check kiting, credit card fraud, that kind of stuff. You cannot charge anyone as an agent. You have no authority to do that. Hence the reason a lot of conservatives were really mad at Jim Comey, who was not a, isn't, well, at the time at least, when he was the FBI director, was not a federal prosecutor and made a prosecutorial decision not to prosecute Hillary Clinton. How'd he do that? He wasn't a prosecutor. Loretta Lynch just turned over the powers to him. Hey, we're just going to accept the advice of Jim Comey. Oh, okay, great. I'm telling you this and lining out the distinction 
between investigators and prosecutors because Sessions would not assign a federal prosecutor if there weren't a reason to prosecute. Why would he waste his time? It doesn't make any sense. My guess here, wink at a nod, is that the investigators found substantial evidence of crimes, folks. I'm not talking about administrative mishaps, little white lies. I'm talking about actual crimes. Hence the reason Sessions has already assigned a prosecutor by the name. The name became public last night. John Huber, I'm not telling you anything. You can't research in the media yourself. Who is a prosecutor from Utah. Also convenient, which is that that's outside of the beltway, number one. So there's not going to be at least any allegations of inside the beltway leaking or corruption. Hopefully no leaking. So he appoints Huber to prosecute. I don't believe he would have done that if they weren't looking at serious crimes. And another interesting thing about Huber, and you may say, I don't get this. I don't see how this is a positive. Huber is an Obama holdover that was reappointed by Sessions. You may say, Dan, how the heck is that good news? I think Sessions is five steps ahead of everybody on this. I know I'm I'm betting my reputation on this, and I don't want to be disappointed. But I guarantee you he knows Huber's. I don't know Huber. Again, I would never spin your wheels. I This guy, I 100% don't know. I've never met him in my life. I've never heard of him before yesterday. Matter of fact, I saw him on TV. I've never even seen him anywhere. If you have a picture with me and John Huber, send it my way. <laughs> I don't know who he is. But the consensus, at least, opinion amongst people who do know him, and I bet amongst Jeff Sessions as well, uh, given the reason he was reappointed, even though he was an Obama appointee, is probably that he's a relatively nonpartisan guy. The fact that he's a nonpartisan guy and an Obama holdover, I believe, is one of the reasons he was probably considered for this position. So there would be no allegations when people start going down for this thing and the handcuffs start coming out, the bracelets. They ain't pretty bracelets either. I put them on people. They ain't comfortable either, especially when you double lock them and you can't move them. I can almost guarantee you that Sessions appointed him for a reason because once the bracelets start coming out and people start getting charged, they are desperately trying to avoid a political backlash. Now, you may say, well, who cares about the political backlash? I get it. Listen, I'm with you. We But, folks, better to avoid it than embrace it. We don't really need to deal. We need to deal with accountability. The Democrats are going to make politics and political problems for us no matter what. Why not just play the four-dimensional chess they always play with us and cut them off at the knees right away? Really? There was political influence? It was an Obama appointee. By the way, the Inspector General Horowitz was an Obama appointee, too. How do you explain that one away? Folks, I'm telling you, he would not have appointed a prosecutor in this case if there was no there there. I'm sure of it. Just be patient on this. All right. I got more of this on the other side of this break. I promise I will get to some of your calls as well. Give us a ring, 877-381-3811. If you want to send me a tweet, I am at DBongino. Comments, criticisms, we take them all. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. Don't forget Life, Liberty, and Levin. Sunday night, 10 o'clock on Fox News. Mark's News Show. It's absolutely terrific. All right. I promised I would take a couple of callers. I uh, usually don't in the first hour, but this is such an important topic. I think uh, you all have some valuable input. And if you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. Let's go to Thomas in Somerset, New Jersey. Thomas, what do you got for us? Hey, Dan. Bless you. Good Friday to you. Listen, you, the what the what I think you're the uh, product of wishful thinking on Jeff Sessions. He was a cause of this whole phony Russian collusion, and he's done nothing to stop it. Uh, you say it may be coming. I tend to doubt it. I think it's window dressing. Dan, this started with the fruit of the poisonous tree. If it, if you wait, Thomas, it, hold on, hold on. I. Again, I appreciate the call. Thank you for calling in. It, I appreciate that a lot. But I think what you said there is wrong. And I would ask you, if you think this is all nonsense, dispute what I said. Why do you think, explain to me, me as a former federal agent, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I understand this process intimately. I used it myself. Why do you think Jeff Sessions would have appointed an outside prosecutor outside of Washington, D.C., a federal prosecutor, if he wasn't interested in actually prosecuting someone, why? Well, because it's taken so long. The House Intelligence... Wait, wait, wait. Time out. No, no, no. I can't let you go. Hold on a second, Thomas. Why do you think a special counsel would speed up the process? Well, I, I, I think he should... The whole thing needs to be thrown out there because it was based wait, on... Wait, wait, why? Thomas, the whole... I, I'm a little confused here. And I, if I have to, I'll hold you over because I think you're confused, too. Are you in, are you saying to me, I'm not trying to be a jerk with you, I promise, but are you suggesting to me that Sessions is not, in fact, potentially criminally investigating people in the FBI and DOJ? If you're suggesting that to me, my response to you is then why would he appoint a federal prosecutor to work with their inspector general? Why? Because he's slow walking it and it's window dressing. Thomas. I, I really don't think. Thomas, anything. how did. How did he slow walk it? What, what? How did Andy McCabe get fired if he was slow walking it? How did that happen? Committee, the House, the House Intelligence Committee said there was no Russian collusion. I, I no know. I made that's that my document. entire show has been about that. I get it. I'm not talking about that now. I'm talking about your assertions that you don't trust Sessions, and I, I'm really trying to understand why. I've just explained to you and laid out there is a body of information that has already been released on a substantive investigation of the people in the FBI that has led to firings, terminations, and the recusal of a FISA court judge, along with the appointment of a federal prosecutor. And you're telling me he's slow walking it as I just produced to you evidence that that's not true. It's taking way too long. Robert Mueller is the equivalent Thomas, of Michael Nifong. He's Thomas, the equivalent what? of Michael. Hold on. Do me a favor. Hold hold him. T- tell him to wait. I'll get back to him after the break. All right. Listen, I got to take a break in a, in a few minutes. I'll get back to Thomas after the break. But, folks, this is what drives me crazy. I- I'm not suggesting you shouldn't have an opinion and you shouldn't air it. That's why we put out the number on the show, 877-381-3811. I'm simply suggesting to you that refute what I just told you. If he's slow walking it, why have people already been fired? Trump's only been in office a year. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. 
now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for Mark. I'm a contributor over at NRA TV. Happy to be here. Frequent uh, bullpen guest host for the great one. And as I say always, it's always difficult filling in for a guy they call the great one. How do you live up to that? It's like trying to replace uh, you know, the first baseman uh, in, uh, for the Yankees when it was Don Mattingly. Remember Donnie Baseball? I was a Queens kid. Nobody wanted to be Kevin Moss. <laughs> Remember, that's ringing some bells for a few of you out there. A lot of you are like, who the heck is that? Started, I mean, he started like a ball of fire. Steven, you remember uh, Kevin Moss, you baseball guy? Kevin Moss, he was uh, came out, was, he, what, he jacked like 21 home runs in the first half of the season, and I didn't hear much about Kevin Moss after that. Oh, I know, for Giancarlo Stanton, that's right, first at bat. I mean, the Yankees get their money's worth out of this cat or what? First at bat, he, he hits an opposite field dinger. Look at this guy. Smart, those Yankees. I love it that people still call him the evil empire. All right, this is important stuff, getting back to this. I'm going to bring Thomas back in a second, our caller, but I want to set up where we're going because I, I know I'm going to get some negative feedback. I even got some callers on the line now. And, guys, uh, uh, Mr. Call Screener, that's fine. If they disagree, that's good. This is what this show is about. Mark's show is not about we're not liberals here. We don't think like the Borg with a hive mind. I want to hear your opinion. The premise I'm coming into this with, so you all understand, is I think Sessions is not, isn't perfect, obviously. I think some mistakes have been made. I think the recusal was a mistake. I know Sessions disagrees. But I am convinced, based on the available evidence, that Sessions is working behind the scenes, investigating heavily people involved in three things. FISA gate, the spying on of the Trump team, in other words, Hillary email gate and the make the, the sweeping under the carpet of the Hillary case and the ridiculous Mike Flynn prosecution. I'm sure of it. The evidence I think I've laid out is in in my mind is conclusive. I did this for a living. I'm sure of it. There is a prosecutor that's been appointed. The investigation is already ongoing. How do we know that? Folks, I just, during the break, I just took a piece of scrap paper out here. And I took some notes because I, I know I'm going to get calls and people think I'm crazy. And that's fine. And we'll bring Thomas back in a second, who's still convinced Sessions isn't doing anything. How do you think McCabe was fired? Andy McCabe from the FBI. No, I'm serious. If you're on the phone, if you're on the phone, we got Steve there, too, telling me you are wrong. Sessions isn't doing it. OK, how, how was McCabe fired? Where do you think that information came from? I worked in the federal government. You think they just fire people randomly? The federal government, you can't get rid of anybody. Number two, why do you think the FISA court judge, Contreras, why do you think he was recused from the case after already accepting a plea from Mike Flynn? Why do you think that happened? You think somebody got bored on a Saturday night in a local Domino's pizza and was like, hey, um, someone should call up that FISA court judge and tell him to get off that case. What do you think was the cause of that? What do you think was the cause of the new judge assigned to the Flynn's case? To the Flynn case. What do you think was the cause of the new judge's request that Flynn's sentencing be denied 
and that all evidence in Brady material, potential exoneration material that would prove Mike Flynn's innocence, be produced. Why do you think a judge would order that? He already pled. Case is over, right? Or so we thought. Why would a federal judge be reassigned to a case that's already been pled out if there was no information or new information? Why do you think that would happen? Here's another one. This is just what I wrote down during the break. I could sit here all day and do this. Why do you think Jeff Sessions just ordered the new FBI director, Christopher Wray, and the Bureau to get off their butts in the processing of information for FOIA requests and others from 24 to 57 agents? Why do you think that happened? You think that happened because Sessions is trying to slow walk it? So here's what he said. He said, all right, you guys have how many people? 24 FBI agents processing requests for information on this case. Let's double it to 57, but let's do one quarter of the work. Does that make any sense to you? If Sessions was legitimately interested in slow walking this case, which makes no sense at all. And, you know, I'll get Steve in a minute, but he says Sessions isn't doing anything. Who is doing something? Somebody's doing something. Why did he request that the FBI, and by the way, I'm, I love the men and women of the FBI. I can't say that enough. Work with them. They're great guys and ladies. But the management in this case was atrocious. Why do you think they've assigned double the number of FBI agents to clear out the request for information on this case? Because they want to slow walk it? Folks, does that make any sense? I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm asking you to think rationally about this. I get it. Putting this out there opens me up. I'm going to have to answer negative tweets all night. That's fine. That's cool. I'm okay with it. I'm just interested in the truth, though. I'm not saying that the Sessions DOJ has handled this thing perfectly. No. I think the recusal was a disaster. I'd like to see it sped up, too. But insisting that these things aren't going on behind the scenes, that Sessions isn't doing anything, and that he's slow walking it, are absurd. All right, let's bring back uh, Thomas. All right, Thomas, you've had uh, we we had a you know a ding ding ding. We had the bell. You had some time to get some water, put some more Vaseline on your forehead for the rounds in between. Uh, so again, just to, I want to I want to pin you down on this because I need an answer because I'm not sure where you're going with this. Your suggestion is that Sessions is slow walking this. Why do you think he would do that? And I'm also a big Don Mattingly fan, so we're nice, both nice. But, but hey, that's the way to start this out. I love Donnie that's baseball. Right. That's right. So here we go. The investigation marches on, Mister Bongino. There is he's a runaway conviction train. Check out his past. There's nothing slowing this man down. He's who? turning. Wait, who? You talking about Mueller or Sessions? He's firing at Sessions now for Russian collusion. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Thomas. Time out. I thought you were to. Yeah, no, I'm with you on Mueller. The Mueller special counsel, I just, I don't know if you may have missed the opening of the show, and it's fair enough. I don't know what you heard or didn't, but I spent, Mr. Producer, you can vouch for me, right? I spent the first 20 minutes. There he is, vouching for me right there. I spent the first 20 minutes of the show making the case that Mueller's a disaster. I absolutely agree. I'm not going to argue that with you because you're right. Mueller is a disaster. The investigation is a farce. It's a total scam. I'm simply making the case to you with Sessions that you had said he was slow walking it. I I don't know what evidence you have of that. I don't understand. 
because the House Intelligence Committee has already concluded there was no conclusion. What the hell is taking Jeff Sessions so long? This was a fraud from the beginning, and it should have been Thomas, thrown out. I get it. Where do you think the House Intelligence Committee got the quotes from the FBI agent about this investigation? Quotes they were... Wait, let me make this simple, because I, I feel like I'm complicating this unnecessarily for you, and your call is important, so don't hang up. You're not accurate there. The House Intelligence Committee has information in their report from FBI agents involved in this, management officials, they did not interview. Where do you think they got that information from? It doesn't matter where they got no, it from. No, it they- does, Thomas. It does. This is the key. This is why you're wrong. They got the information from a Department of Justice internal affairs investigation that is going on right now that Jeff Sessions has already assigned a, listen to me, a prosecutor for. And, and I, I, I'm just and giving they, you the evidence. Christmas is coming also. Yeah, I, I, in December. <laughs> Okay. All right, listen, I, uh, Thomas, I appreciate the call. I love Donnie baseball, too. I don't want to alienate you, but I'm sorry. You are way, way off base on this. I'm sorry. But thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Folks, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I'll get to some of the other negative callers here in a minute. Maybe someone will support. And it's fine. I'm willing to put my skin in the game on this. How do you think this information that fired McCabe recuse the federal court judge and replace him with a new judge that's demanding evidence be produced after Flynn pled. Why do you think all of this is happening? I was going to take Steve, but tell Steve from uh, listening on WMAL. Love that station, by the way. Tell him to hang. I'll get to him after the break because he thinks I'm wrong, too. And that's cool. Call in 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You can tweet me at DeBongino. I'll read your stuff. But I'm just asking you, please, please, Steve and everyone else on hold, feel free to disagree. Love the calls. But I'm asking you to please refute what I just said. How do you think the information used to fire McCabe, recuse Contreras, delay the Mike Flynn sentencing, and demand the inf- information be produced, despite the fact that he already pled. And why do you think Sessions just recently doubled the number of people at the FBI to meet the demands for information? Why do you think? Why do you think that's happening? How do you think the evidence was produced? Does that make any sense at all? Oh boy, I knew this was going to be a tough show, but it's important because we're burning a lot of gasoline on the Sessions thing. And listen, if in two three months, folks. It turns out that I'm wrong and nothing happens here. I'm sure Mark will have me back. Maybe we've been coming back for a while. I don't know. It's up to him, of course. I will publicly do a mea culpa on the air. I'm sure there is the wheels are turning behind the scenes. We'd all like to see it done faster. Criminal cases, counterintelligence cases, internal leaking investigations. They do not work that way. All right, I'm Dan Bongino, in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. Mark Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. Make sure you do not miss TiVo it if you can't see it live. Life, Liberty, and Levin. 
Mark's wonderful new show. There really is nothing like it on the Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night. It is spectacular. I TiVo it. I haven't missed the show yet. He has Ed Meese uh, coming up this Sunday. It's going to be another knock him out of the park interview. Don't miss it. And if you did happen to miss some of them, you TiVo'd him. Go back and check out his interview with Devin Nunez. It is just awesome. Really good job by Mark. Doesn't pull any punches there. All right. As expected, the feedback has been a little harsh on Twitter. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'd like to say I have thick skin, but I don't. I actually have very thin skin. That's why I read Twitter and get upset about it. But a lot of you out there don't believe me. I get it. You're done with sessions, and you're absolutely convinced that him not appointing a special counsel uh, yesterday was terrible. And I'm asking you all, if you call in, and please do, 877-381-3811. Why? Why would him not, uh, the act of not appointing a special counsel yesterday, why? I get it. Listen, I wanted a special counsel early as well. But you want, you understand, right, that a special counsel prosecutor for the United States government, has no special powers, correct? Now, Mueller has been a total disaster. The only special powers they have, and the reason Mueller seems to have taken it upon himself, is they're appointed due to what are potential conflicts within the traditional prosecutorial route in the Justice Department. I don't like them. I wouldn't have minded, personally, a second special counsel to look at Mueller. But it didn't happen. But please, I'm just I'm begging you not to assume that because a special counsel wasn't appointed, that there is not a prosecutor looking at this stuff right now. All right, let's go to Steve for listening on WMAL from Fairfax, Virginia. All right, Steve, you disagree. Lay it out for me. Yeah, well, I'm going to try not to make you mad, so you just have to bear with me because I'm going to put it in layman's terms. Okay. Uh, it'll sound like I'm disrespecting federal law enforcement, but I'll clear that up at the end. All right, well, you only got a few you minutes. You explained so. things very clearly, but the way you explained it, I can tell you didn't go to court on a regular basis. No disrespect. Um, no, uh, actually, I did, so that's inaccurate. Uh, so I'm sorry, but I can't let you impugn my record. That would be entirely wrong. So, when they uh, no the thanks. Information from Aberdeen, and they didn't put in a grand Why jury. would you say that, Steve? Why would you make a comment? You don't, you, we've never met, right? Like, you don't know. How would you know that? From, from being there on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Let me just let me set this up. So your expertise is what? I'm not being a jerk about, but what were, what was your job, if you don't mind? Street officer. I'm just a street officer. So I'm you were a you were a police officer or a federal agent? Just, just a police officer in D.C. All right. Well, God and bless you for doing jury, that. But you, so you're jury. you're familiar with the federal law enforcement system as well, then? That's correct, because as you know, if you're a D.C. Yeah, police I, officer. I, I know. I know where you're going to go with this, but you were not a federal agent, though, correct? No, no. But okay. the, like right, I said, after, you, after we're done, we can you can call me back and we can compare notes on who's been the U.S. No, no, I, I, you, I'm not comparing notes. You you said something about me that's inaccurate. I'm simply correcting the record. But go ahead. Let me explain. All right. When they had the case of Consumer Abitine and the FBI had the, the uh, top secret information on her computer, all they had to do was put it into a grand jury. And the U.S. attorney takes it into the grand jury, brings in the FBI agent, says what he has, FBI agent leaves the room. Two minutes later, the U.S. attorney, the assistant U.S. attorney, reads off what the, the elements or the breakdown of the crime is, and then they vote, 22 people vote to indict or not to indict, and then there's an indictment. The reason why Mueller already has an indictment is because prior to being the director of the FBI, he was what? 
He was an assistant U.S. attorney trying cases in D.C. Superior Court just long enough to get some trial experience. The irony is the judge was also Eric Holder, who was a D.C. Superior Court judge. So Steve, what are you, what are you, so what are you saying? I'm sorry. What are, you, what are you trying to say here? Mueller is familiar with the indictment process and how simple it is. Of course he is. He was the director of the FBI, too. It's the, it, it, I know. They call it a true bill. You can indict a ham sandwich. Everybody gets that. But what's your point? Mueller, Mueller being, even though he's, he's 100% terrible, knows how simple it is and already did it in a tenth of the time that it would have took him. You know, Steve, with your call is about Sessions. I get it. Mueller's terrible. I opened up the whole show talking about it. I'm not arguing with you about Mueller. Point stipulated. You win. I, I don't All know right, what... So, What's the point? Your point is about Sessions. If they were going to indict anyone for any of this stuff, they would have hammered Yuma months ago already and already have her flipped and putting her in so she doesn't do the rest of her Steve, life in prison. Steve, there are three distinct cases going on at the same time. It's not just email gate. It's FISA gate and Flynn gate as well. How do you know? Now, Steve... Uh, again, I'm not trying to insult you, but you are aware that the grand jury proceedings are held in secret, right? Correct. So how do you know that there aren't people already behind the scenes in conjunction with Huber, the prosecutor, and the IG? How do you know a grand jury won't be impaneled and people won't be indicted? I mean, you sounded so confident at the beginning, and you, you I'm sorry, but you didn't tell me anything. All right, listen, I got to run. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I got to take a break. All right, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. up a fur ball and call 877-381-3811 right now from Mike Levin. All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, my contributor over at NRA TV, filling in for Mark, frequent guest host here, thanks to the graciousness of the great one and his crew over there. you got a great staff. Uh, there's some confusion, though, which is okay, about the show and where we've been going with it. I'm sensing the feedback on social media. A lot good, some bad, some like, what are you, crazy? A lot of calls, phone lines stacked up. You want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. But I started the show telling you what a disaster the Bob Mueller special counsel is. It's a smokescreen. I don't want to recover the whole you know, section, but go back and listen on the Mark Levin podcast if you missed it. I laid out step-by-step. Even Mr. Producer was nice enough to give me a shout-out during the break. He said, hey, man, that was pretty good. Scrambled some eggs on that one. I laid out for you why Mueller's conflicted in this. He knows people he should be investigating who were responsible for this dirty dossier and all this other stuff. The Mueller investigation is a sham, but there seems to be some confusion here, which is okay, but I'm going to clear it up. I am not defending Mueller, obviously. Mueller, this entire Mueller special counsel is a joke. It's a farce. It's a scam. There's no collusion. There was no nothing. It's an X-Files fairy tale. It's made up. But it had a purpose. The collusion narrative and the subsequent special counsel being run by Mueller to investigate the fake collusion that didn't happen will never produce collusion because you can't produce something that didn't happen. You can't, you know, go find a unicorn. It doesn't exist. Only in fairy tales, just like collusion. But it does have a purpose. 
The purpose is to keep the Trump team bogged down to hide from you the biggest scandal in American history. The fact that the Obama team spied on the Trump team using foreign intelligence. And when that ran out and they needed a legal face on it, they went to the FISA court with bad information. It's as simple as that. People knew about this. People are being investigated right now. The Mueller special counsel case is a dog. I get it. The Mueller special counsel is a farce. It's a smokescreen. But that is not this. I think you're conflating this with my defense of Jeff Sessions. Again, granted, the recusal from the Russia matter, to use a Jim Comey, Loretta Lynch term, right? The recusal from that was not a good decision. I don't agree with that at all. Sessions should not. He had no reason to recuse himself. He did nothing wrong. And I believe it has penned him in a corner a bit on that case. I get that. And I stipulate that point. You can call and yell at me for it, but I agree with you. That's fine. But I have just made the case over an hour and 37 minutes producing substantive information that Sessions Sessions is doing something. He has to be. How did all of this information get out there? The McCabe firing. Where did the info come from if nothing's happening? The judge being recused. Where did the information come to recuse the FISA judge? How come Flynn's hearing's been delayed? How come all these people in the FBI are still working there? Maybe because they're cooperating with Sessions? Why do you think nobody's been fired but Andy McCabe? Folks, I'm not making this up. All right. I'm going to take some calls on this, too, because I'm interested in your perspective on it. But I want to address something else as well, because I'm getting a lot of calls I can see from the screen, a lot of tweets and stuff on this. Sessions should fire Mueller. And one of them, uh, we got Doug there in Los Angeles. Doug, we'll get to you. Hang tight there. But he says Sessions can end this investigation and fire Mueller. I agree. They should fire Bob Mueller. I agree. I've made this case for months. Now, I know the Democrats listening and some swamp rat Republicans are like, what are you crazy? They're going to impeach him. For what? You may say it would be like the Saturday Night Massacre with Nixon. Folks, Nixon was something actually happened in the Nixon case. There was a burglary at the Watergate. OK, that actually happened. There's no collusion. There is no collusion. It is a myth. It's a fairy tale. The Trump team has nothing to hide. Mueller has clearly stepped out of his bounds now. He is investigating things not related to Russian collusion anymore. He's clearly out of his lane, and it's time for Mueller to go. Now, I know this is another one. I'm going to get tons of emails on. That's okay. Again, it's fine. You may say, Dan, you're inviting impeachment. No, we are not inviting impeachment. Let me tell you why. Trump's loyalty, if, if one, if Trump, if I thought for a second Trump was guilty of colluding with the Russians to win an election, I'd call for him to be impeached. I don't care what party he's in. I believe this is all a smokescreen to hide the Obama scandal, not the Trump scandal, which was him spying on the Trump team. In order to impeach, you need the House to impeach you. Now, you may say, well, if Trump fires Mueller, there's going to be a political backlash. The Democrats will use it in the midterms. They'll get House of Representatives members elected. They will then impeach Trump. That's fine. But it's not a majority in the Senate. They need 67 in the Senate to impeach. They're not going to have 67 67 Democrats. What's going to happen here? 
The loyalty to Donald Trump in America right now is significant. Folks, frankly, and being candid about it, having run myself a couple times for office, Eric, actually three times, once for the Senate, twice for Congress. I can tell you this. I knocked on doors in the Trump election. The loyalty to Trump is to Trump. It is not not all of it, but a good swath of it is not to the Republican Party. Meaning those people will go down in flames with Trump. And if I thought Trump was Nixon and was actually actually something happened here, I tell you, well, they're all going to be made to look like fools because Trump's going to be convicted of collusion and whatever. And the impeachment trial will bring it out. What are they going to produce in the impeachment trial? Evidence of what? Remember, impeachment is a there is a trial that happens in the Senate overseen by the chief justice of the Supreme Court. What evidence are they going to produce? Bill Clinton had an impeachment trial in the Senate. But some of the stuff they were impeaching Bill Clinton for actually happened. And he wasn't impeached because Americans and the people they vote for who had to respond to their constituents. A lot of them felt like I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm just saying why it led to uh, an impeachment, but not a conviction in the Senate for Clinton felt like it was more of a political process than it was a process to discover high crimes and misdemeanors. I'm telling you, in the case of Donald Trump, there is no crime or misdemeanor. Forget about high crimes. There may very well be an impeachment in the House of Representatives if they take over. There will not be a conviction in the Senate. Matter of fact, the trial would be an epic embarrassment for the Democrats. Because people like Shifty Adam Schiff, who's in the House side, but nonetheless represents that wing of the Democrat Party that keeps telling the public with no evidence to back it up that Trump colluded with the Russians will be forced in a trial in the Senate. They have prosecutors and stuff. It's like a real trial, right? They'll be before they'll be forced to buck up. Produce the info. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got on collusion? You got something? Uh, You got nothing. All right, let's just keep this trial going. They would look like idiots. This would backfire on them tremendously. He should fire Mueller. Fire Mueller, appoint someone else to finish this thing up, to focus on the Russian infiltration into the election system. There is no collusion. They're not going to find any. Wrap that part of it up. I'm sure we're going to find the Russians did a lot of nasty stuff. They always do. They are not our friends, the Russians, at all. Go after the Russians that did it. Wrap up the investigation there, and the country moves on. There'll be significant political backlash, no doubt. But here's the other side of the equation, what I haven't gotten to yet. And I understand this may be controversial, and that's fine. Give me a call if you disagree, 877-381-3811. I'm open to all opinions on this. Here's the other side of this. So you may say, Dan, you haven't said anything good. You said he's going to fire Mueller. It's going to result in potential impeachment in the House. All right, we may win in the Senate. There's going to be political backlash. What's the good side? There is no good side, folks. There's only a less bad side. And the less bad side is what I just told you. You may say, okay, well, what's the more bad side? Well, the more bad side is if you don't fire Mueller, what's going to happen? Folks, Mueller, this entire investigation is a smokescreen. Mueller is going to claim a scalp. I have no doubt in this. Listen to me and listen clearly, please. Every one of you out there in your cars, cooking, whatever you're doing right now, you're on the highway, you're on the Long Island Expressway, passing exit 58, headed towards exit 62. How did I know that? That's where I used to go. That's why I used to live off exit 62 and sell them. 
Mueller and any federal prosecutor determined to investigate a person, not a crime, will always find a federal criminal. Digest that for a second. Digest that. This is real. This is meat and potato stuff. When I was a federal agent, you can't walk into a Secret Service office or an FBI office. Well, you can. You'd be left out of there, though, and say, hey, listen, I want to investigate Donald Trump. For what? I don't know. Just investigate him. You'll find something. We don't do that in the United States. We investigate acts of criminality that eventually find people. We don't investigate people attempting to find acts of criminality. Do you understand that distinction? This is critical. You get this. You, you in the car. Ladies and gents, you are all federal criminals. Every one of you, I promise. Oh, you didn't pay, you owed $999 in taxes and you paid $998 instead? You're a criminal. You're a criminal. You may not like it, but you evaded taxes. Oh, it was just a dollar. You, that doesn't matter. This is precisely why we don't investigate people. You rip a mattress tag off at the city and state level. You jaywalk somewhere. Every one of you listening has committed some federal crime somewhere. I'm not suggesting you're criminals and moral ethically, morally or ethically. I'm not damning the 330 million Americans. I'm simply stating to you that the federal criminal code is so convoluted and complex. You are all guilty somehow of a federal crime. And if the full resources of the federal government with their limitless tax dollars were spent investigating you forever, every one of you would be going to jail. Or you'd be going to jail, even if you magically managed to avoid the criminal code your entire life, you'd go to jail for something like lying to the FBI when the FBI said you didn't lie to him. That never happens. Oh, it happened to Mike Flynn. Oh, 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 shucks. Oh, shucks. How does that happen? You're all going to jail if that's the case. Mueller is investigating Donald Trump. He is not investigating a crime. The crime didn't happen. There is no collusion. So you now say, well, what's the mo- you haven't gotten to the more bad. The more bad is they are going to find something if this goes on. And it is not going to be collusion. And you may say, oh, great. Look, we got him. Really? Are you sure? Are you absolutely crystal clear that this is the road you want to go down now? You want to start a federally funded, limitless black hole investigation into political candidates you don't like. Are you absolutely sure of this? You sure you don't want the Republicans to respond in kind if a Democrat wins back the White House? Because I'm telling you, every single person is guilty of some federal crime out there. They're going to find something, folks. And it is not going to be anything to do with colluding to win an election. It is going to be some process crime or something they pulled out of their butts that they used to nail this guy to the wall. That is the more to use in completely inappropriate and totally inaccurate English. That is the more worser scenario. That's why you fire Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller is not investigating a crime. Bob Mueller is investigating the president. I'm Dan Bongino. We'll be right in.
Edelman Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. Man, I have filled in quite a bit here and have rarely gotten as much feedback on a show. We've always had lines stacked up, the call lines, that is. And if you'd like to call in, 877-381-3811. But rarely in the entire show has a line just not been open at all. They're like yellow when, you, you know, when, they're, when they're clogged up. It's all yellow all the time. And again, I'm convinced Sessions is working behind the scenes. I think I just made a pretty convincing case. If you're just tuning into the show now, listen to it on podcast. I'm pretty darn convinced all the evidence points to the fact that people are in a whole lot of trouble right now with an investigation going on behind the scenes who were involved in FISAgate, Hillary Emailgate, and this entire scam to spy on Trump and the Flynn case. All right, let's uh, take a potentially contrarian view. I promised I would take some calls. Let's go to Will in West, Mi- West Miami, Florida. Will, what do you got for us? What's up, Dan? Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thank you, Will. Appreciate yeah. that. I don't know how contrary I'll be. You know, actually, I want to talk about Mueller. Uh, actually, the three amigos, Mueller, yeah. Rosenstein, and Comey, uh, which you started talking about earlier in the, the session. Um, yeah. I mean, I understand people's frustration, you know, uh, with, with sessions. All, you know, like, it's like, you know, we finally got these jokers dead center in the kill zone, and we find out we're firing blanks. We've got a bad firing pit, you know? Well, we got to be careful with the kill zone language because people get, you know, it's a national radio show. So, yeah, I mean, right. I get it. I know what you're saying. but uh, I mean, look, we're tired of being punked by Democrats. We're tired What's that? No, I, I get what you're – well, I, I understand your, it's an analogy. You don't obviously mean that. But, I, but I'm, I, I get it. I'm with you on Rosenstein. Rosenstein should have never accepted this job as deputy attorney general, Sessions should have never recused himself. I'm with you. I know you were listening on hold. You've been gracious enough to hold a while. I'm with you on that. I'm simply suggesting to you that behind the scenes, I am absolutely sure that Sessions is doing and is the Department of Justice under Sessions is doing a full investigation. Now, on Rosenstein, Rosenstein was the United States attorney in Maryland. I worked for Rosenstein when I was in the Baltimore field office of the Secret Service. Do you know what case was run out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Maryland while he was in charge? The 10X case. That may not ring a bell to you out there in the audience. But, Will, the 10X case was the case involving some of the same players in the Uranium One scheme. Rosenstein has no business being in charge of this at all. I agree with you 100%. But I'm convinced Sessions is working behind the scenes. This is my theory. Once Rosenstein got the deputy job, the three amigos put the plan in action. He wrote the letter about Comey, knowing what his target audience, Donald, was going to do in a dramatic way, fire him. Then Comey slipped a little memo to his professor over in Columbia, and then testified. Then he knew they planned the setup to get Comey in there, knowing full well that it was unauthorized. There's no justification. Well, well, well I, I'm unfortunately we're up against a hard break. I appreciate the call. Um, I I don't know about Rosenstein and Comey being best buddies. Again, I'm not a Rosenstein guy. I think I was just pretty clear on that. But I'm not crystal clear that those two are best buds. All right, I'm Dan Bongino. in for the great one, Mark Levin. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-381. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep 
in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. Make sure you catch his show Sunday night, the Fox News Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Life, Liberty, and Levin. Can't have a Levin show without Levin. He has Ed Meese on this Sunday. You don't want to miss that. TiVo it if you can't uh, make it live, but the shows have just been incredible. As I said, if you missed his interview with Devin Nunez and you're at all interested in this Trump Russia fairy tale investigation, this collusion nonsense, that is a must see interview. I have been fascinated by it for months. It has uh really reinvigorated me. I was having a bit of a down spell. Uh, I'm a conservative content producer, you know, like uh like Mark, not on the scale Mark is, obviously. Um but this Trump Russia case, I guess being a former federal agent myself has just fascinated me because it's such complete garbage and the fact that they are hiding the biggest scandal in American history with Obama using foreign intelligence and corrupting our foreign intelligence surveillance court process as well to spy on innocent Americans is just incredible. And how the Democrats continue to chalk it up to conspiracy theory stuff, despite the fact that the evidence is absolutely overwhelming and that they, in fact, reported on this stuff. I always point to a CNN headline where they themselves reported on the British spying on the Trump team and passing the information to the Trump team. Do I have that? Let me check that out for a second. Here it is. I keep it handy on my phone to show the liberals that say, you guys are a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Really? Okay, here's a headline. April 14th, 2017, CNN Politics by Jim Shuto, Pamela Brown, and Eric Bradner. British intelligence passed Trump Associates' communications with Russians on to U.S. counterparts. Yeah, it's all a conspiracy theory, folks. I made that up. You're right. That's not real. No, that is real. That's a real piece. This is what they're hiding. This is why we have a Bob Mueller investigation. Hey, everybody, look at Trump. Don't look at Obama. Don't look at the spying. Now, by the way, that, that, that article's still up. So CNN and Jim Shuto, Pamela Brown, and Eric Bradner, who wrote the piece, were you lying at the time? Did the foreign intelligence operation that was spying on Trump not exist and your article is not true? Why is it still up? Why haven't you retracted it? Oh, it's a conspiracy theory? What, by Jim Shuto? I've met Jim before. Decent enough guy. Don't agree with his politics on this, but is he lying? Why is the piece still there? No, asking for a friend. Hashtag. I'd like to know. Now does the Mueller special counsel make sense? The Mueller special counsel is a smokescreen, so you don't see what actually happened. Sting was a disaster. Now. On the Sessions front. So I agree with you because for two hours, I, you know, I had a couple other things to get to, but this is important stuff. And based on the social media feedback, it's been quite interesting. If you want to give us a call, by the way, 877-381-3811. I opened up the show telling you what Mueller, what I think Mueller was hiding in addition to the spying scandal. Mueller is deeply conflicted. Mueller was the FBI director during the Uranium One investigation. Mueller's chief of staff worked in the Department of Justice in a division that had some ability to stop the spying, and they didn't, on the Trump team. His old chief of staff worked there, Mueller's chief of staff. 
Mueller had a say in the development and the, the, um, as the FBI director, in the writing of the procedures to verify information. This guy's deeply conflicted. It is a smokescreen to hide the real spying scandal. I get it. I'm with you on that. But I'm telling you, Sessions is working behind the scenes to investigate something. I laid out the case over the past two hours, but I'm surprised none of you have asked me this on social media or otherwise, or in the calls. I am, because Mark's got a pretty big audience. You can't believe me. You say something wrong. I said a congressman's name once wrong, or a senator, as a matter of fact. I think it was Everett Dirksen. I made a mistake about the party. So, Oh, man, I got about <laughs> 200 tweets on that that night. It's a big audience. I'm actually stunned nobody's asked me this question. Well, what crime do you think Sessions' team is investigating in this? No one's asked that yet. Now comes the coup de grace. He has a prosecutor. John Huber, he announced it yesterday. So someone who can actually charge people. Remember, the OIG, federal agents cannot charge anyone. I love the FBI, but FBI agents have zero authority to charge anyone um, with a crime. There's charging documents are drawn up. They're saying, you know, you could be an, an affiant, but the, it is the prosecutor that is ultimately going to make those and uh, determine those prosecutorial charges. He now has a prosecutor sessions, which says to me he's interested in prosecuting a crime. What is that crime? Folks, I believe it is going to be leaks of, and mishandling of classified information, which is ironic considering that it is the very same thing that Hillary Clinton was let off the hook for. I believe... I gotta be delicate here. Oh, boy. Don't worry, Mr. Producer. I know you're probably like, what's he gonna do? I'm, I'm, breathe easy. <laughs> you're la- I know. I'm not gonna put you on the spot, I promise. You don't want to call from like... the Get him off the... It's not that. I'm just trying to... I don't want to give anybody up. But I've got some very good information on this that the transfer of let's say classified information over unclassified devices was not a hillary clinton only phenomenon you get it like here i'm winking and nodding if you get what i'm saying folks there were other people involved in this potentially within the doj or fbi i don't want to get too specific who may have the very same problem that may have had an interest in making that problem go away for hillary for a reason that Maybe, wink, wink, that may be what the Sessions team is investigating now with the prosecutor assigned to the OIG's office. Leaks of classified information, mishandling of classified information over unclassified devices. Leaks of information to media people. Oh, yeah. Randy Macho Man, my guy, used that drop all the time. Oh, he had no no to. Oh, no. Randy's not with us anymore. But man, was he a dynamo when he was. There have been some very suspicious leaks in this case of information that was classified at the highest levels. Let me give you a little example of this. Back in January of last year, there was an interesting report written in a left-wing newspaper by a connected reporter with some left-leaning bias, in my opinion. And that report 
was written before the Mike Flynn case or the interest in the Mike Flynn case, and certainly any details had gone public. If you go back and read that January piece, it is clear as day that the reporter had information on the Mike Flynn Kislyak conversation, which was intercepted as a result of the of, an, of of what I believe to be reverse targeting. What does any of that mean? I was a long-winded way of saying a wiretap, basically, on an, a, a decorated United States military officer, Mike Flynn, that was supposed to be against a foreign target, but they unmasked Mike Flynn's name. That information was likely classified at the highest levels of the U.S. government. Information in it or about it had to have made its way to this reporter for him to write his January story. Whoever leaked that information is without a doubt in my mind likely public enemy number one in the Sessions investigation that I'm sure is going on right now. And I believe that's why key players in the FBI who had access to this information Key names, key players that are already out there in the public. People email me all the time. Why haven't they been fired? I don't understand. Because I am sure of it. There are people who are cooperating right now. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that Andrew McCabe, number two in the FBI, was fired for cause. What was the cause? Oh, leaks. Wait, wait. How could it be leaks? I thought you told me Sessions wasn't doing anything. All the, the Sessions People who don't like them out there. I get it. You're perfectly entitled to your own opinion. I'm not knocking you. But I'm just saying, where do you think that information came from? That McCabe leak stuff. Where do you think it came from? The Tooth Fairy? There's an investigation going on now into mishandling of classified information and unauthorized leaks. These are crimes. These are crimes. People could be brought down here. Big time, not just losing their jobs. They could be losing their freedom. This is serious stuff. I'm telling you, I am absolutely sure of it. There is going to be some prosecution in this. And it's not gonna it's not gonna be a good look. But as they say in business, I, I use this analogy a lot. When I went to business school, they have this thing called, you know, you take a bath. If you have really bad quarter and you have some bad information, you have some you know, negative PR that's coming out. Just take a bath, put it all out, get it over with, and start fresh the next quarter. It is absolutely time for the Justice Department and the FBI to take a bath. Take a bath, fellas. Take a bath. You know what you did in management. You know what you did at DOJ if you were there. You know what happened. You know about the spy scandal. You know about the leaks. You know about the Hillary debacle making that investigation go away. You know you targeted Mike Flynn even though you know he was truthful. You know you targeted him as a decorated U.S military officer take a bath take a bath and get it out there because it's all going to come out there is a reason these texts are being leaked andy mccabe was fired and this judge has recused himself because this investigation is turning up a side of the fbi management that really no one in america wanted to see we all wanted to believe this couldn't happen but it did it did happen and it's really sad to see All right, I'll get to some of your calls when I come back. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. The number's 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. 
Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. Hey, um, what are you steel junkies out there? You know, weightlifters and stuff. I never tell these stories, but this is like the weirdest thing. I was in the gym uh, a week ago, and I'm in the squat rack, Mr. Producer. I'm in the squat. You know, I'm the half desercher squat because I can't squat with the bar on my back. And I'm going for a little bit of weight here. I'm having a good day in the gym. And this dude comes up and starts reloading his plates onto, like, the squat rack where they have the little weight holders on the side, like the pins on the side. Of the stick. As I'm doing it, which is, like, Major League Jim Fauxpas, number one. Oh, is that a foul? Or Yes, that is a T.O. red flag on the field under the hood for further review. What do I do? Because he's shaking the cage as I'm trying to reload. And it's a decent amount of weight. I'm not going to, you know, nobody really cares. But it was, for me, believe me, it was a whole lot. I turn over, I turn around, like as I'm squatting, I turn my neck to look at what he's doing, and I wrench my back so bad. I swear, I yeah, I, I can't believe it. And for now a week, my that muscle on the right side of my spine is just absolutely killing me. And listen, I'm a sinner, but I'm a Christian too. I forgave. He was a nice man. He was an older guy. He was a newbie in the gym. I don't think he understood the rules. You know, don't curl in the squat rack. And definitely don't reload weights on a squat rack while someone's actually lifting. And he's like, he's like navigating his way around the bar because it's tight in there. He's like, oh, and I'm like, what is this guy doing? Oh my gosh, he's going to get me killed. So I'm sitting here and I, I'm, I like, I love the show, but my back was just at the end. I had to kind of loosen up a little bit. All right. Waste enough time. I'm going to get to the calls here. All right. Let me go to Louie here in Gleason, Wisconsin. Louie. You got a question for me, your host, Dan Bongino. What do you got for us? Hi, Dan. Uh, happy Easter weekend. Thank you, sir. You as well. Um, you just said that the prosecutor has the power to indict. But my question is, does he really or does he have to impanel a grand jury in order to indict someone like Rod Rosenstein? Yeah, I, you know what? That's a great question, Louie, and I should have been more precise, and I always appreciate callers who catch details. He has the power to charge. You are absolutely correct. An actual indictment can will have to come down when a true bill is issued by an impaneled grand jury. So, yes, you are correct. But keep in mind, that is not the only way to get people processed, arrested, and prosecuted in the system. Indictment is one way. There are other ways as well. You can also file a complaint, a complaint which can be pled to. Uh, it can be pled, an information can be pled to. Um, actually, more of an information. But an indictment's not the only way. There are other ways to do it. Matter of fact, in the federal system when I was there, it's interesting. It's very difficult to dismiss an indictment. So typically, a lot of arrests were based on warrants, based on federal complaints, which were charging documents. I don't want to get too wonky, but the reason they did that is dismissing a complaint later, if you cooperated, was not very difficult to do. But in dismissing an indictment is. So the effect of that is that a lot of defense attorneys who have the option and, you know, you think they want to put the prosecutor on the hook and say, oh, you better indict my client or we're not going to cooperate. Don't want their client indicted at all. We'll do anything to avoid a grand jury because it's difficult to dismiss an indictment later. And that, that's when I was in the federal system. I always used, we used complaints. 
we would use federal complaints. But you're right. The indictment is actually issued by, you know, grand uh, people who sit in a grand jury. So good point. I appreciate that, Louie. Thanks for the call. See, I'm always open to criticism on the show. The prosecutor will draw up the charging documents. The affiant, usually the federal agent who put together the information, will swear to the authenticity of it in front of a magistrate or a judge in the federal court system. And that information can be presented in various formats. That was a convoluted way of explaining that. You can put it in a complaint. You can put it in an information. Or you as a federal agent can go. You can sit in a grand jury room. And in that grand jury room, you will have a prosecutor ask you a bunch of questions and you'll answer them. But that's where the, you know, you ever heard the, you know, you can indict a ham sandwich. The reason people say that is because when you're in that grand jury room and those grand jurors are listening to you being questioned by the prosecutor, you're laying out the facts, but there's no cross-examination or nothing. So basically you could indict a ham sandwich. That's where that comes from. But it is a good point. Prosecutors draw up charges. They don't, in fact, indict themselves or indict other people. Thanks again for uh, all the great questions. I really appreciate it. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-381. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. Yes, yes. Welcome back. Dan Bongino filling in for the great one. I want to move on to a different topic, but if you are holding on the phone, take it easy for it. I will try to get to your calls, Cindy, Doug, Lou. I'm going to try to get to you, so hang out. Even if it is about Sessions and Mueller and this debacle of an investigation into fake collusion. But I want to bring something up, and I'd be remiss if I didn't. Because I'm very upset at what happened with the omnibus signing, that disastrous orgy of spending that they signed last week. Uh, the president you know, said he was signing under protest there, said he wouldn't sign anything like it again. I'm hoping he means it. But it was a disaster, the omnibus. Now, anybody can get on the radio and complain. I certainly do my share of it. Complain to my wife a lot about things that are going on in politics. She has to listen to it, unfortunately. Once in a while, just to stop, we have to like turn on like Bravo TV or something so we don't have to think about politics. My whole life is politics. But I read a refreshing piece, and I want to leave you on this uh, Good Friday with a piece of good news. But like I said, don't worry. I will try to get to your calls. Great piece in the Wall Street Journal today by Kim Schrossel, who I like a lot. She does some really good work. She said that there's an idea bubbling up amongst House conservatives and some of the Republicans up there on the Hill who must realize, by the way, that they totally jumped the shark with this budget. That the, the, I'm telling you, I haven't seen the grassroots as upset, let's say, it's a family-friendly show, about a orgy of spending. I haven't seen them this upset since Obamacare passed. I haven't. They are fuming. The grassroots. And if you're a Republican lawmaker listening to this, do not underestimate how upset people are. I'm on all kinds of listservs and email lists, and I get all kinds of blogs. People are upset. You entirely abandon them. This spending thing was a disaster. So getting to the point, Strassel wrote a piece. There's some talk, some scuttlebutt on the Hill about the use of a relatively obscure act I hadn't heard about before, to be quite candid 
called the 1974 Impoundment Act. What the heck is that, are you asking? This is cool. I didn't even know this thing existed. I do a lot of homework, too, so I'm kind of embarrassed. But whatever. When you don't know, you don't know. The Impoundment Act of 1974 allows Congress within 45 days of this bill that was passed to basically engage in a rescission of funds. In other words, to not spend money and to impound it that was previously allocated in the budget. You're like, what's the catch? There really isn't one. Here's the beauty about this thing. It's filibuster proof. You only need majorities in the Senate and in the House to pull this thing off. You just have to do it quick. Reagan's actually used it before. Bush didn't. Apparently, there were some objections to it. He preferred the line item veto, which he couldn't use for obvious reasons. Obama, of course, would never use it because Obama would spend anybody's money. Obama would spend his, his, his grandma's tax money if he could. Obama would spend any amount of federal tax money he could. Forget about the rescission of funds. He wanted the unrecision of funds. He would unrecision. He wanted the unrecision of funds. He wanted the uh, the unimpoundment act. He wanted to get money out of impound that was impounded before under any, under other presidents. But apparently, there's some talk up on the hill of them actually doing this. Now, a bit of good news. I mean, let me give you a little bit of bad news first. Republicans up on the hill, largely not all. There's some good people up there. I love Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, some good folks. Unfortunately. There's a larger swath of Republicans up there who have lost their principles. They think spending money is just their thing now. The Republican Party is now the party of a managed decline. We're going to spend ourselves into an abyss. And hey, as long as I get reelected, what the heck, man? I don't care. But there are some good people left. If they can whip together a majority to pass this thing and impound a good swath of funds, folks, as I said earlier in some other commentary I was doing, Don't bother doing it if you're going to do it for, you know, $200,000 to study shrimp's mating behavior in the Atlantic Ocean in the spring. Forget it. Don't waste anybody's time. If this is real scuttlebutt and you guys are considering rescuing yourselves from a grassroots that is really, really ticked off with you right now, you better make it count. Now, I think. Sadly, they may have the problem, a problem in the Senate with some sellouts who are not really Republicans, but run under the Republican banner. But if they can whip together a majority in the House and the majority in the Senate to do this and take back a hundred billion dollars or something significant, that would, you know, wouldn't be a lifesaver, but it would make a dent. Folks, that would be a really big deal. And it would do two things. One, it would save us money that's being wasted by this spend fest in D.C. But secondly, it would do a lot to acknowledge to an activist base out there that is tired of being let down by you guys that you did something wrong. Guys, ladies, up on the hill. We're exhausted, man. The fight isn't out of us. We're all, you know, we're going to keep doing this. This is what we do. We fight for principles that matter. But gosh, how many times are you going to let us down? You blew it on spending. You blew it on Obamacare. How many times? The tax cuts, listen, man, great. Congratulations. That was everybody wants more money. I love tax cuts. Good for you. When are you going to make the hard calls? 
cutting government spending, which is just taxation by another form, getting rid of this Obamacare disaster. We're just tired. Do you understand if you're listening, we're the people that went out there and knocked on the doors for you that donate the money, that hand out the little palm cards at, you know, the Frederick County Fair? I know. I ran for office. I know what it's like. We're the people that did that for you. You have to stand up. Please. If you're going to do this, please do it. Don't blow it again. But I highly, highly recommend that you take this on and show the conservative base that you are serious about not bankrupting the country because you have not shown us any of that at all. You have shown us that you are the party of the managed decline. You see no path out of bankruptcy. We're managed decliners. America's greatest days are over. We don't believe that. You believe that, not us. Stand up. Stand up. It'll feel good. Stand on principle. Lose a seat if you have to, knowing you did the right thing. Listen, I'm not a motor. This isn't Tony Robbins, okay? I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm just suggesting to you that maybe for once you should put the country in principles before your reelection efforts and the pats on the back and the lobbyist lunches. Maybe once. Give it a shot sometimes. Principles matter, you know. All right, let me get to some calls here. I promised I would. Let's go to Cindy, who's been holding forever in Livermore, California. Cindy, what do you got for us? Hey, Dan, I got two things. So one, I just want to say thank you, thank you so much for laying out a case for truth as regards just Jeff Sessions and his efforts. Oh, you're welcome. And and Cindy, just to be clear, like I told you, I don't know him. I just know I think the truth should matter. And I think if we're going to exert a lot of energy on the conservative case into hitting some of our own folks, then we better damn well have a good case against it. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And I I really believe your resume has uniquely appointed you or or uniquely prepared you to be able to speak the truth with authority right now. And I just say, so I'm so appreciative of your efforts. So keep keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. The second thing is, um, and by the way, by the way, one, one tangent comment, we've got a Haman and Mordecai thing going on. I strongly believe that. So, you know, you know that, that whole thing where the gallows that were prepared for Mordecai ended up being used for Haman. You're anyway, I strongly about, believe that with, with regard to all the Mueller and Sessions and all that stuff. But the second item is, is Obama and his under, his kind of shadow thing that he's doing, uh, this network that he's got going on. I, I stumbled on it by, kind of by accident. And uh, I thought, um, you know, basically put you go on to the, onto OFA.org. It's Obama for uh, organize, Organizing well, for yeah, America. It used to basically. be Obama for America. It's Organizing for America now, yeah. Yeah, yes. And you put in your zip code. And by golly, I found a local chapter, and I kind of tapped into a, um, a little area where they, you know, they said, hey, bring your sticks, we have signs, and bring a slogan or a chant. And I was thinking to myself, my gosh, that's his community organizational uh, behavior what, from his resume. Yeah, that's what he did. And, and you know what's fascinating about Organizing for America? Uh, it was a remnant left over of the Obama campaign arm, Obama for America, because obviously he couldn't run again after his reelection, his second term. He's not going to run for Senate again. So it was transformed into Organizing for America. What's fascinating about Organizing for America, Cindy, is they received a substantial payment um, or paid a substantial sum of money, I should say, to a law firm 
to do uh, legal services, air quotes there for him, uh, Perkins Coie. That's the same law firm that Hillary Clinton used to hire Christopher Steele and Fusion GPS to spy on Donald Trump. Oh, don't worry. Nothing to see there, though, folks. It's all a coincidence, as it always is in this case. But, yeah, crazy stuff. Cindy, thanks for the call, though. I appreciate it. I just want to squeeze in a couple more here. Um, All right, let's go to Doug in Los Angeles, California, a city I love. I just wish had better politicians. How are you, Doug? I'm doing good, Dan. Thank you for your unique perspective. I'm an independent who went Republican this election, and after the omnibus omnibus tax bill— yeah. Um, I can't tell the difference between the two sides, and I think, quite frankly, they've lost a big group of us. Um, Brother, let me cool. tell you something, Doug. Me either. I, I think you're damn right. What is the? I, I don't understand what the difference. You, you, that is a great point. What is? All right, you know, we can you can dance around the edges all you want on the big principled issues people vote on in their kitchen tables. What's the difference? They don't. I mean, I don't know where you stand. I'm not gonna. I, I, I don't want to divert the conversation, but. Even on things like abortion and social issues, I don't. Nobody's really fighting for this up there. The Democrats win, but I'm sorry. Go ahead, make your point. I, I, well, I'm just going to say I, I think that that what they've misconstrued is the Trump election was actually a coup, and it was not a result of the Republican establishment. And what they've done is, is they've gotten comfortable. They've just reverted to the same old thing that turned off the independents. And if we can't tell the difference, we're either going to stay home and they're going to lose, or we're going to go the other way and go. Well, what do we have to lose? And they're going to lose. So yeah, I, no, I agree. Given given the media's influence with the Democrat Party, when given that you make a good point, when given the choice between Democrat and Democrat light, which is now the Republican Party outside of there are pockets of good guys, but very few and ladies. But I agree with you. Given those choices, why would anyone pick the Republican Party? There is no Republican Party. It's Democrat and Democrat light. Just take the Democrats. It doesn't. Why waste your time? I agree with you 100 percent. Okay. And then on Sessions, I just wanted to say real quick, I, I don't like your defense of him. One, because the whole Mueller debacle is because of his bad judgment. Two, when Rosenstein's letter came out, he could have nipped it in the bud by saying anything that has to do with what I've recused myself, that they, re- they report to Rosenstein. Anything else, paragraph two of Rosenstein's charge, they have to go through me for authorization. Yeah, but they, Doug, they are. Listen, I agree with you. The recusal. Let me just say that right away. Your mm-hmm. analysis of the recusal, your, your point there is spot on. I think it was an awful decision. He did nothing wrong. Recusing himself from the made it look like he did something wrong. So I agree with you. You win. Point on that okay, one but, stipulated. No, but, but I'm just what? saying with that is happening now. Sessions did not recuse himself from email gate only from stuff associated with the Russian collusion fairy tale. So the email gate case, Jeff Sessions is still the attorney general on that. No, but but with regards to the Mueller investigation, yeah. it appears that Sessions has recused himself oh, yes, from yeah. the entire investigation, not just those parts that apply to collusion. Oh, and oh I, 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 get, I get what I, you're saying. I, you mean like the t- tangential portions of it that broke? I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I agree with you there that it was a bad call. Um, you're right. I'm, I'm not going to dispute that at all. I, I, I don't think Sessions has been perfect here. And uh, thanks for the call, Doug. I appreciate it. Um, I agree with you. The recusal was a bad call, you know, period, full stop. But I do want to insist because I don't want to leave anyone with, uh, you know, any misinterpretation of where I stand. I still believe the Sessions DOJ is actively working behind the scenes based on what I've set up for two hours and 48 minutes now. And I believe there are going to be 
some indictments that are going to be handed down. I wouldn't say it on Mark's show if I didn't believe it. All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back after this. Mark Levin. Man, the home stretch. Always love filling in for Mark. Really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot. I grew up a fan of Mark Levin. I know it probably makes him sound a little older than me, but I did. When I was a young uh, federal agent leaving Washington, D.C., I put him on at WMAL and listened to him in the car. So I always appreciate being here. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, you can check me out at Bongino.com with a G. It's my website. I'm on Twitter at DBongino. And make sure you watch Mark's show. Sunday night, 10 p.m. on Fox, 10 p.m. Eastern, Life, Liberty, and Levin. He's got an incredible guest who uh, is a genuine American hero in Ed Meese. So don't miss that show. Make sure you TiVo it. It's a wonderful show. You don't want to miss it. Let me just wrap up by putting a cherry on the, the top of this. I made the case to you in the beginning hour of the show. If you missed it, go back and listen on the Mark Levin podcast. I made the case to you that the Mueller investigation is a smokescreen. Mueller's a deeply conflicted person in this case. He has personal relationships with some people who failed and were intimately involved in the spying operation on Donald Trump. That's just a fact. I also made the case to you that Sessions, although I believe he's made some mistakes with the recusal, there is something going on behind the scenes that Sessions clearly knows about. I base that on the information that led to the firing of Andy McCabe, the recusal of a federal FISA court judge, the delay in the plea deal with Mike Flynn, the sentencing, I should say, to be uh, precise, and the reassignment of multiple FBI agents into an information production division to answer, basically, information requests from Congress and FOIAs. Folks, there are people still working in the FBI that should have been fired that aren't. I believe they are cooperating, and I believe there are going to be criminal indictments this is all on podcast, it's all taped. I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. I wouldn't embarrass myself. Mr. Producer said to me during the break, you better be right. There's going to be a lot of egg on that face. And he's right. That's how confident I am. Sessions is working. I am sure there are going to be some criminal indictments in this case for leaking and mishandling classified information. I would not tell you that if I didn't believe it. Listen, all I'm asking is just have a little more patience on this. The IG report is almost done. When it is done, there are going to be some people who are going to legally pay for their mistakes. And I believe some of that is criminal. It's not just administrative. It's not just going to be job losses. Just give it some time. Just give it a little bit of time for them to wrap this thing up and make sure there is no way out for them. They escaped on everything else. Benghazi, the IRS, the people are going to have to be liable for potentially criminal behavior. And I think they will be. Just be patient. Let the IG wrap up this report. Thank you again for all your feedback on social media. I deeply appreciate it. Make sure you give Mark a follow as well at Mark Levin Show. I am at the Bongino. Again, you can check me out at Bongino.com. I really appreciate it. Thanks for all the calls. They were wonderful. And thanks for even the negative feedback, too. I always appreciate that. It makes me think. I'll see you all soon. Take care.